I lost $140 million professionally trading, okay? All right, everybody, welcome to Mentors Collective, joined here by two major hitters. We've got Greg Foss and Gary Cardone, and we're going to be discussing Bitcoin and the state of the American economy and fiat currency, and we're going to be diving deep. I'm excited to have you guys. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you. Right. Everyone gets I mean, bored and distracted. Or they actually get so nervous that they have to pull, you know, they call it in the Navy SEALs, they ring the bell. Yeah. Never ring the bell. If you're the last man standing, chances are good things will happen to you. So bond trading, where I spent 30 years of my career, was the jungle. And most people survive maybe five years. I did it for 30. It's a blood sport of blood sports, man. Yeah. Yeah. You see it in the movies. It looks very high adrenaline, high action, burnout. I think anything you've seen in the movies? Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Have more li- crazy or I less crazy? Literally. Oh, no, no, way, way more crazy. I because have... the movies are, you know, like, but let's be careful, right? During the great financial crisis, there was nothing like it. I thought the world was ending. I would go to work and I was on the right side of the trade. Yeah. In March 2009, I was certain it was over. I couldn't believe. And I was absolutely in the same position as Michael Burry. I'd shorted all the investment banks and everything via credit default swaps. And I was actually sad. Yep. Because the world was going to end that I knew. Right. No one and, wants to see everyone lose their homes and banks collapse. But it, you know, and the point is that wears on you. Right. You are, they used to say to me, why do you love trading bonds? I go, do you know what it feels like when you go into a big sporting event? You know, the butterflies in your stomach. Yeah. Well, I had that every day going to work. And they say, that must be so exciting. And I'm like, it's exciting until it absolutely destroys you because you're afraid nerve end. Right. And it's no fun. And then it messes with your head and you're going to watch a movie with your wife and you're not thinking about the movie. You're thinking about the stupid position you have on that's going to cost you millions of dollars because you're, you know, you're, you, you're either didn't change your trade as the information changed or you got caught in an illiquid piece of shit that you can't sell to anybody and it ruins your life. And they say, oh, wow, you're making so much money. It doesn't matter. You've ruined your life to make so much money. It's not. So that's why they cart people off the floor. And that's the attrition. And, and you so, did it for 30 years. Look, all I bring to the table is 30 years of mistakes. Yes. And I never let one mistake kill me. Good. So and have you learned thing. from all those mistakes over 30 years? I'm still here. You're still here. So. And what, you, what you're doing now, uh, I assume, is a result of learning from all of your uh, let's of jump right into it in the financial system. Let's jump right into it. Let's jump the right into it. The financial system is broken, and there's one life raft. Tell me about that. Why it's is it Bitcoin. broken? What do you do? Well, look, it's a debt spiral. Simple mathematics. Fiat is done. It's baked. It is guaranteed to debase mathematically, so you need to protect yourself against that. And the epic, sorry, excuse me, the apex predator is called Bitcoin. That's why I am trying to help educate people as to the importance of owning this product that I call insurance on the fiat system. And that's what Bitcoin is. It's insurance on the fiat system. And here's the cool thing. You'll have a chance in your life, you'll have five opportunities to invest in an asymmetric trade opportunity. Five. Explain to the audience what asymmetric trade is. Asymmetric trade means the upside is so exceptional that and the risk is actually so low that you have to make that trade it's too good to be true but the first one that you'll have the opportunity you'll outsmart yourself and you'll say no it can't be this good so i'm not going to go into it right and then the second one will come along and you'll be like i'm not going to miss the second one so i'm going to actually do that trade and you double your money and you get out 
and then it goes up 50 times from there. So you didn't actually participate in the asymmetry. The third one, you're not gonna be allowed to do because you're gonna be working for an institution that won't let you do the trade, which basically leaves you two chances for the rest of your life. Bitcoin is that chance. Give me yeah, some examples people, of asymmetric trades over the years. Obviously, shorting the, the housing yeah. market back in 08. That wasn't a trade. That was, that was, that's, look, I'm not a Armageddon. I don't want the world to end. Right. Like, but I, it's going to end. You want to be on the right side of it. Then what do you have? Right. Nothing. Oh. Like, oh, you be careful what you wish for. Okay. I feel like we'll make it through. Well, let's hear from Gary a little bit. But here's what my, some of my best asymmetric trades were in bonds that, if I describe them to you, it will be lost on most of your audience. But let me, un let me say this. Coming out of the great financial crisis in 2008, 2009, I had the shorts on and we covered and then we turned it into a long position on certain instruments. And I was buying paper that was worth 100 cents on the dollar with a high degree of certainty. I was buying it at 20 cents on the dollar. So I had a almost certain guaranteed five times over a five-fold five return over a five-year period, the risk was infinitesimally small. And yet the paper was trading at 20 cents on the dollar because people didn't understand what they owned when they bought it. And then when they sold it, they sold it way, way lower than its intrinsic value. That gives you an opportunity to go into a market and capture that asymmetry. Right. If you're but, in the right place in the right time and you're confident enough to go into a bet that typically most people are the beautiful thing about bonds, guys, is bonds are mathematics. And I'm an engineer, and I always put mathematics first. Mathematics is the base layer of language. Mathematics is everything, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And since bonds are math, if you can isolate these returns with high degree of confidence, never certain, high degree of confidence and low degree of risk, that's when you put it on. There's only one certainty, fiat debasement. That is mathematic certainty that fiat will continue to debase because of the debt spirals that we're in. Hence, you need to protect yourself against that. Gary, do you agree with the state of fiat currency right now? What are your thoughts there? Listen, I, I, I agree with Greg's viewpoint that fiat, by engineering code, will always debase. We have 7,000 years of history. It's not seven years. It's 7,000 years of history where all fiat... Let's use a different term for Joe Public. Political currency. Attaboy. Okay, I think that's a much better word. And people will go, oh, political currency. Yeah, it's the way your sovereign, your country wants to ensure that their assets are protected, their financial system's working. The problem that Greg will have with the debasement thesis, he, what he cannot do, and no one can do is no one can tell you when it completely breaks down and degradation of fiat currency it tends to happen like the inverted big bang okay like it's slowly slowly and slowly slowly through 208 201 through 78 through 2008 2009 nobody's liquid then 2020 this thing we've added 40 percent of the US dollars ever created in the history of mankind, 200 years roughly, in the last three years. So like, if I, the, the analogy I would use, I love Tootsie Rolls. I'll pay you 10 cents if you give me a Tootsie Roll right now. What if you dump three million Tootsie Rolls on the floor? 
Dude, they're not worth anything to me now. They have become a problem for me now. I can't get rid of the Tootsie Rolls. I got to carry them around. I got to put them in the trash can. I got to do a flash sale. I'm going to hire a broker to pay to get the Tootsie Rolls out the way. Mm. So anytime you make too much cereal, too much gasoline, too much oil, prices go down. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about what he's saying is this particular product, a product that's never been introduced to humanity, I can say that with great certainty, at least over the last 12,000 years. Yes, sir. Because we did not have this phone, and we did not have the ability to compress data. We are compressing data at the levels of, this used to sit in a warehouse, dude. Okay, so you're able to do things with compression. Now we hook, link up a bunch of people in Vietnam that make $2 a day, and they have this too, and they have Starlink. And now Greg says, hey, you know what, I'm going to support a... a I'm so fed up with the way education systems run in the United States because it's political. I'm going to go farm out. A, a, I'm going to send eight Bitcoin to a Vietnam executive, and he's going to build a great school. Yeah. And that school can teach people around the world. Like We are losing all the boundaries. Okay? Right. The physical presence of this world is evaporating. All the plumbing that was situated, all the highways, all the highway structures, all the platforms... They are literally either decaying or failing under high-speed monster amounts of momentum, money, digital assets, something flowing back and forth. It doesn't have to just be money. So the debasement theory, I totally agree with. I think Bitcoin, he, you know, the problem with these big traders, I understand his language. Yeah. They, uh -huh. they, like we get in a shark pit, dude. And everybody's the enemy, and we're going to go drink beers that night when the market closed. Mm -hmm. But it's a blood sport, okay? I loved it. Like, I did it for 25 years. It was like going into a coliseum with, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. And only one guy's walking out, okay? The, the, his world, though, is not that big. It's not 300 million people oh. setting prices. Yeah. It's 12 people, okay? That's a scary thing. Dude, dude I have been in markets, where I controlled, literally, I can say this now, I controlled the cost of natural gas and electricity in that country, and not for a day, yeah. for years, okay? It, it, there's not a lot of people that trade yeah. these products. Yeah. So when people tell me Bitcoin's a stupid price, I'm like, 300 million people voted on it today. It, like, you can, Warren, hey, Warren, you have a bunch of money. He's an asymmetrical investor. That's all he does. He is a total vampire he is waiting for goldman sachs at 90 bucks which he did in 2008 yep his trade was so asymmetrically situated correct that the he, he could lose nine dollars and make 900 and he made the 900 and he made yeah. 900 and he actually had a backstop as well it's called the fed so yeah. but let's be let's build on that gary you know what's amazing so i was born in 1963 i'm gonna guess gary was born in 1958 so no, you, it doesn't matter it but listen 78 Oh, 78? Okay, so it doesn't matter. I was single now. It was 63. So listen, this is when I was born. This is when I was born. All right, 1963. So I was alive when they put two men on the moon. All right? Did you know? No, I was, for sure. I know for certain. You were alive, but hypothetically, they put people on the moon. Okay, true that. But if they didn't, if they didn't, if they didn't, the point is the computing power in NASA was less than the computing power of this iPhone. Isn't that nuts? No. It's just mathematics, yeah. okay? And the ability to Moore's Law and putting more computing power in chips that allow you to compress the computing power that took 10 floors of computers now get compressed into the computing power of an iPhone. 
Same thing works with money. Same thing works with technology. All Bitcoin is is a technology. Right. So I'm with you guys on where fiat's going. Okay. Inflation, debasement. I I agree. With with the electoral system, the way that it is, there's no No way incentive for them not to correct. It's gonna it's gonna debase eventually. I don't know when. Why are you guys? Oh, it is. It is debasing as we speak. It's the mathematics. You when you say be careful though. Let's understand that. We are not calling for the implosion of the U.S. dollar. I think you need to be careful what you wish for. Right. There's a coexistence that can exist where the USA is still the global reserve currency and Bitcoin is the global reserve asset. And be very careful to understand the difference between a currency and an asset. And that's the beauty of Bitcoin. So, you know, we talked a little bit earlier. I am a fiat minimalist. I'm a fiat minimalist. Right. Doesn't mean I'm a Bitcoin maximalist. I am a fiat minimalist, and I believe Bitcoin is the best hard asset man has ever created. So when it comes to digital assets, I focus on Bitcoin because it protects against the fiat Ponzi. I'm not going to, I do at times call out the other digital assets as, but what's the biggest shit coin in the world? Uh, there's probably a lot. There's one. No, no, the shit. biggest one. There's no, the biggest shit coin in the world, I hate to say it, is fiat money. Yeah, it's fiat money. Sure. So that's the one I'm protecting against. So what makes you so certain that at the end of this, at the debasement, yep. that Bitcoin's going to come out and be universally adopted and hold no. its value? It's only probabilities. It's only probabilities. But what other asset has a shot at that? Well, gold. But gold. what's, okay, so we talked about this. What is the audited supply of gold? You don't know. Right. There's what is the ledger of gold? There is no ledger. How much gold is in Fort Knox? They don't know. How much gold that's in Fort Knox is actually tungsten painted gold? There's no ledger that says that. So Bitcoin is the perfect ledger. Did you know that money is only a ledger? It's a fallacy that barter was a system. Seashells that were used for currency were actually a ledger. A tribe goes out and one of their warriors or one of their hunters kills a buffalo. They didn't pay the guy in seashells for the buffalo The seashells were a memory that this guy owes you something. So when he goes out and kills a bunch of chickens, you give the seashells back as, hey, I give you a chicken and here is your seashell back. I don't owe you anything anymore. So barter was a bit of a fallacy. If you don't believe me, listen to a guy by the name of Wences Cesars, who grew up in Patagonia, in, in whose parents lost their fortune four times in Argentina. Yes. He's one of the world's greatest Bitcoiners. And he talks about why Bitcoin is so superior to gold. Where did he give this? At the gold conference in Chicago about eight years ago. Sure, that was very popular. (laughs) It is. No, why not? Gold guys get it. Gold guys understand hard money. It just is that Bitcoin is a better hard money than gold. So you said it was a calculated bet that Bitcoin's going to reign superior at the end of all of this. That's all investing is, is a range of possibilities or probabilities and putting an expected value outcome on that. Correct. What are the bullet points, if you were to list them, at why Bitcoin is going to come out on top and be worth a value of, what was the number that you put on? Well, I have a price target on Bitcoin of about 2 million US dollars per Bitcoin in today's dollars. I I need to be very clear about that. And I can get to it in a number of ways, but it's a probability as analysis. So you think it's mispriced today? I can show you two ways of why it's mispriced. Well, one, but, but, but you think it's mispriced by 1.9730 million. I do. Or another way of saying it is I think the market's giving me a 1.5% chance of being right. And I'm not certain I'm going to be right, but I'm way higher than a 
percent chance of being right. I could walk through those probabilities with you and how you do that as an expected this, value this outcome. Is, this gets back to so, sorry for interrupting. Mm-hmm. This gets back to the asymmetrical bet. Correct. Right. So I can lose twenty eight thousand. Yep. That's it. I can lose twenty eight grand. This is better than a lottery ticket. Okay, much better because the lottery tickets. I stood in line at Seven Eleven yesterday and watched two very broke people, middle aged dude, like fifty five years old. Buying $17 worth of tickets. These people know exactly what tokens they're wanting. They're buying tokens in paper form. Have no clue how much volume there is in these tokens, right? Uh Bitcoin, I'm going to lose 28 grand. By the way, you don't have to buy all of it. You could buy three, 10 Satoshis. Would that be 28 bucks? Something like that, 1,000 Satoshis? Yeah. You can buy $28. Okay. The $28 has the, the ability to go to zero. Yep. But what if we're right? No, it goes up a hundred times. It goes up a hundred times. People, yeah. right? Like investing in this space, I can't do that with gold. Correct. If I invest in gold today and the price goes to 5000 I'm quite certain that all the jewelry in India gets melted down. Okay? And then the miners, these guys that love drilling shit in the, the mountains, they will drill and find gold they, until They have the ore bodies. The they have the ore bodies already. It's, it's 5, just not profitable. Bucks. So. It, we talked about this. Sorry to interrupt. I love. To- okay, so what Same is the oil, pro? The what, yeah. Absolutely with oil. Okay, I got oil forever. Okay, They'll drill absolutely. Forever. Okay, <laughs> what is the supply of gold if it goes to ten thousand dollars an ounce? Unlimited. Not unlimited. It's just not two percent annually, which it is right now. Right. Okay. What is the supply of Bitcoin if it goes from thirty thousand to a hundred thousand? Exactly what it is. Hundred percent. Therein lies the beauty. Yes. How much gold is in seawater? Probably a lot. That no, I- it's, it's absolutely, it's almost, there's thousands of tons of gold in seawater. It, there's a profitability totally. at which point Bitcoin, excuse me, at which point seawater becomes profitable to mine. How do you work that into your gold supply? You don't. No. And so that, that's, that's, that's the beauty. That's an uncontrolled variable with, with gold that you can definitely that's run the, why. Run the risk. Okay, so let's hit the, hit the crux of this. There's hard assets in the world. Yes. And there's soft assets. Hard assets are real estate, gold, equities to an extent, and soft assets are bonds. I would not advise people to sell their gold to go into Bitcoin before they sold their bonds to go into Bitcoin, which is to say everybody needs a certain exposure to Bitcoin. It's got to be greater than zero. Where do you find that allocation? Well, if you still own some bonds, you find that allocation from your bond silo. You don't sell your gold. You don't sell your real estate to buy Bitcoin until you've exhausted the supply of your bonds to buy Bitcoin. And then you work down or up the hard asset spectrum until you find something that you can invest in using the proceeds to buy Bitcoin. Talk to me about some of the the X factors that could happen to Bitcoin that could cause it to come, come tumbling down. And these things scare me. Okay. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on a few of them. Okay. They, they hack the blockchain. They hack the blockchain. Yeah. What happens? Bitcoin goes to zero. What are the chances of that happening? Greater than zero, but less than 1% in my opinion. But here's the crazy thing. Again, you set up an expected value outcome where Bitcoin can go to $2 million. Okay. Yes. I could walk you through the math of that price target. But right now, the market is telling me I have a 1.5% chance of being right. Sure. I'm not 100% certain, but am I more certain than 1.5%? Yes. The market is telling me with 98.5% likelihood that it's going to zero, which includes hacking the blockchain, the government 
the turning off the internet, them developing a better Bitcoin because we come with scarcer supply, that's easy. Develop a network that has the same security as Bitcoin right now, it won't happen. But is it a possibility? Yeah, sure, I guess it's a possibility. But in that 98.5%, they're telling me it's going to zero? I'm sorry, guys, but you're wrong. Right. Maybe it should be 5% chance it's going to zero. Here's a, here's a math problem for you. If it's 5% chance it's going to zero and 95% chance it's going to 2 million in today's dollars, what's the proper trading price of Bitcoin? I don't know. No. I'll tell you what let it me, is. Let, let, it's $1.8 million let, yeah, but per let, Bitcoin. Let, let's, let, let, let me maybe approach this from a slightly different angle. Please. <laughs> Too much uh, math. Because, well, I think math is a problem. Yeah. Math is a problem for most people. Yes, it is. Uh, we've gotten lazy. Our educate. If we had a bunch of really educated people, there wouldn't have been so many people lose money at Celsius, FDX, and all Fair that thing. Yes. It's okay for me and you to lose some money from some of those. We're professionals, but like for some lady to go in with a quarter of a million dollars, not have a fucking clue. Correct. My poor mom lost like a couple grand on Ethereum. Cool, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. told her to go buy NFTs. Yeah, it's not cool. No, so like, I, cool. I don't tell anyone what to do with their money. I'll happily help you if you show me the whole position of your book. But nobody here is giving anybody advice, okay? Right. I mean, Greg and I might give No, I'm giving advice. you advice. We're, I have to give advice. This is financial your, advice. Your sentiments and how you're operating with those Here's, Here it is. But, but, wait, wait. Hang, hang okay, uh, then remind me to give you advice, okay? So, yep. so the investor in this space needs to look at, this is a product that's been around since 08. Correct. 09 to be exact, but it doesn't matter. If I would have told you a year ago that it was going to suffer the largest bank run in history of the United States that no one's even talking about that happened seven months ago, three companies wiped out. And then yesterday, more, yesterday, the rescue of more Pac money yeah. out of the entire system than the entire 2009 players. Correct. 2008, 2009. Um, 1972, you lost... 1,300 banks in about nine, 90 days, okay? Banks fail. People are not studying history. It all fails, right? Right. So I look at what Bitcoin has gone through in the last year. Actually, let's go back. Mount Vox, this guy, that guy, FTX, Celsius. Luna. It has been Luna. attacked, dude, so many times. Yep. The price should already be to zero. I say this commodity is impossible to go to zero. 75%. You just listen to the guys on Wall Street. These are animals, okay? They will say to you, we have never, ever in our entire history seen a product where 75% of the people do not sell, no matter what. Look, I had seven margin calls last year. I still have every one of my fucking Bitcoin. <laughs> you know what my bank's calling me up now? Dude, you got a bunch of money in the bank. Yeah, because I had to, I was selling gold, I was selling silver, I was selling whatever, not to get out of this asset class. It is impervious to attack. The Chinese tried to stop. Right. It feels yeah. like it at this point Dude, that it's impervious. Come on, man. I mean, the miners alone are so screwed up. The mi the entire mining business, Bitcoin mining, oil companies yeah. are going to do the mining Attaboy. right at the wellhead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and they're going to take the dirtiest oil in the world. I had to do some podcast with some guy that's like, it's going to be a carbon-free world. No, it's not, man. You're not going to have couches or T-shirts. Yeah. Okay, like oil is essential for this economy. Yeah. Um, and then to, to go use water, okay, or solar panels to, to, Trying to, to get produce creative. Bitcoin when how many decatherms are stuck up in the Siberia of Russia? And they're net back all the way back Correct. to the wellheads, three go. cents, Yeah. Man. And by the way, they're not even lifting all their 
resource. So the United States needs to be put, not the investor, I think policymakers need to be put on warning like you have run out of time. Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Aramco. Flaring gas, there you they go. Will, they have deserts full of sun. They will do solar till the end of time, dude. They have more money than we or they'll do. They'll do flare right. gas, you know? which, and it'll be negative cost. They're, they're going to do it all. They'll do they're going to do all yeah, of it, yeah. right? To try and mine the Bitcoin? Correct. To turn their resources into monetize. What is That'll Bitcoin? What is Bitcoin? Bitcoin? Bitcoin is digital energy. It yes. allows okay? anyone if you to can take If you can take any supply of energy and turn it into a profitable re revenue source that heretofore is being either flared into the, you know, flared, I've not thought using about the, it this way. 15%. Yeah, this is interesting. Leakage, leakage, okay? Yeah. But imagine if you're Putin, who I actually admire. I think he's running a very good organization for the role he is. His job is the CEO of Russia. Uh, we go in and call Visa MasterCard, the Department of Justice, whoever, one phone call, bang, stop all their credit cards. We're seizing all their, 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 their uh, villas. We're seizing all their boats. Putin's sitting there going, well, let's see, I'm, I'm turning a trillion decatherms a year into mining facilities. I no longer have to deliver the product into Russia, uh, deliver the product through Ukraine, Correct. then go to France, get paid by France, have a force majeure event. He can go, I'm just going to mine the shit out of Bitcoin, and the U.S. government can go fuck themselves. Nothing anyone I mean, can do about it. Zero, dude. Zero. Okay, and guess what? Same for Iran. Same for Iraq. This is a 12% market share for America. We are not in the driver's seat on this thing. I've never we thought about these, these energy-rich countries harnessing their natural resources but to mine Bitcoin. But not just the natural resources that have value. What about the natural resource that gets flared with no value, in fact, hurts the environment? It's better to take that supply of energy and convert it into Bitcoin. Into than clean energy. Into, and Bitcoin it is clean, clean energy. It's clean energy. Yeah. So right. can I, so let's get back to this. I do have some financial advice. If you own 0% of your portfolio in Bitcoin, you are taking more risk than if you have a proper allocation to Bitcoin. Now, a proper allocation is going to be dependent on every single investor. Nobody has the same risk profile out there. Right. But owning zero is actually more risky than owning a proper portfolio allocation. So you tell me what your proper portfolio allocation is. My risk tolerance is this. I'm 30 years old. I have no family. I'm, I have 20 years. There's no time expiry on Bitcoin. This is not an option that has what's called theta, which is time. There's no counterparty risk on Bitcoin. It's the perfect insurance policy that's ever been created for the children of this world. And you have the chance to buy it at the same price that everyone else in the world can buy it at which means there's no discrimination. There's no discrimination because you're closest to the money printer. You get to be Nancy Pelosi that sees it's time, you know, to do insider trading. Do you know that Elizabeth Warren is worth $68 million and she's a career politician? I'm not How surprised. did that happen? I'll just tell you, it probably happened because she's fairly close to the money printer. Yes. Bitcoin does not discriminate. Doesn't care about your religion, your color, your political leanings. You can buy it. You are not discriminated against. It is the first opportunity for everyone in the world who are unbanked to get a savings vehicle that's the best savings vehicle that man has ever created. It'll change lives. It'll change countries. If America doesn't get their acting gear, and I'm from Canada, you better learn to start speaking Spanish because everybody's going to be reporting to El Salvador. So let me bounce right back on that because he talked about the underbanked, and I remember uh, initial marketing 
was for the unbanked, right? And it's a monster use case. Three and a half billion people still have to wake up in the morning, go down to the wherever the river, grab some water, mm-hmm. put it on a wood stove. America, Canadians, Europeans, 40% of the world still cooks with wood. We don't even think that no. really happens, okay? So that's the unbank. I would build the case that Bitcoin is awesome for the overbanked. Ah, boy. Because everybody I, has a risk what, portfolio. Dude? I'm overbanked. Like, I am so overbanked, but I have this one thing, this one product out here that has been impervious to attacks. I mean, we have not seen, we've got volatility, but the product didn't go away. boy. Okay, it, the asset's still there. Go talk to the people in Cyprus, okay? Eight years ago, they got a phone call on Friday. Hey, your money's getting ready to change on Monday. The problem is the oligarchs were called on Tuesday. <laughs> so they got all their money out yeah. of Cyprus, and then poor Joe Domestic gets completely screwed. The $700 he had in the Cyprus bank account now is 500 And you can only take out $20 a day ATM. The legacy system is literally going to be the best fertilizer in the world and the best marketing for Bitcoin. We have to learn how to communicate this to people in a way, because he says it's a long-dated call option. I agree with that. But I think it's also an insurance policy. I use tend to use words from Louisiana. For me, it's an insurance policy against the old world completely failing. Yes, sir. And if I am wrong, okay, and the whole world is awesome and NVIDIA is trading at $3 million a share and everybody's, you know, doing LSD and happy and loving each other and universal income is out there and nobody has to work and we just watch Netflix, there's no civil unrest. Bitcoin's going to be worth nothing, and my legacy position's going to be worth trillions of dollars. So I buy insurance all the time. Yeah, you got house assessment. insurance? Why wouldn't I have asset insurance, right? Yeah. Or mega global so, so default. You're, you're both pretty big bulls. I'd love to hear your price target on Bitcoin. One, your timeline. When do you think it'll hit it? No, then, don't ever give both. Give a price, but not a time. Obviously That's when you people get wrong. It. You're going to look this podcast up a year from now. Like this, no, you this don't give a price and a time. You give a price or a direction. Number goes up. Much but easier to give a price and not a time. Why would why you give you both? Give you don't have to. You know what it's worth today. It's near impossible for anybody to give Correct. you an accurate time. What happens if there's a major event? I mean, one, one of the reasons I took, took two years to get really heavy in Bitcoin. Yeah. And How heavy? Heavy. <laughs> and, and, I'll give you my heavy. You know what? I'd love you to know hear what? Yeah. Not heavy enough. Right. Like, like really not. That's confidence in the product. Heavy right enough. Where was I going with that? So we, if, if we... If you we, asked him the price target. So do you have a price target? Well, I, do, I, do, I, I, I will share the price. Okay. okay. But I, I think the price target is $28,000. Why right 28? Now. Just because that's, that's today's price. Is, today. is it 28? I thought it was 29. 20, 20, it, it whatever, whatever. Those are rounding errors. It's rounding errors. Dude, if you're worrying year. about... Yes, first you are. Off, okay. You're, somebody you're, says, hey, look, I, I need to buy at 28 and it's 28.1 and you're, you're not an buying idiot. it. You don't know how to what trade risk. What the hell are you, you doing? You don't know how to trade risk. First off, why are you even trading? Correct. You should not be trading. You Correct. should go make an allocation, daily cost averaging, and just... Lock and load, okay? You're never going to pick the tops and the bottoms. No, sir. He's a professional. I've done this my whole... I lost $140 million one year professionally trading, okay? Professionally trading. a lot of money. So, but you know what? It's that game, man. Well, I mean, what you don't know is, hey, how much no, did you make you before that? There you go. What, what how much did you make after it? What was your best, what was your best up here? Go, go, don't go, share go, that. Go, don't go share. talk to Tudor Jones, okay? Yeah, yeah. They, they, so they, how are you investing in Bitcoin? Are you dollar cost averaging into it? Are oh, you totally, trying totally. to, to yeah, predict? Totally. Because okay. I've done the math. 
See, he likes it now. If you do the math, you would have taken that ride from 38 to 69 all the way back down to 15. And if you, know you would have been DCAing the entire, including the 69s, correct, correct. you would have been up 17% every day. You would not have been sweating. Yeah. Okay, if you're sweating your position here, your position is too fucking Atta big. boy. Okay, Beautiful. knock it off. You should not lose sleep over this. Okay, Watching don't. it go from 60 to 20. Didn't bother What's me. your position? Dude, it didn't How bother. big a weight is it in your portfolio? I wish it right. would get crushed to 10 right now. Yeah. I, would you I, still DCA or would you, would you, would you buy some Bitcoin? I would keep DCA, but I would also go heavy. Now, yeah, I, yeah. I do have the right to, like, change the volume. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm a little different. I wouldn't I get, look, so Gary's traded energy his whole life. I've traded bonds. It's no different. It's a risk analysis. It's a risk. Again, he said, I'm, it, I think of Bitcoin as a long call option. No, it's actually a long put option. It's a put option on debt. That's what insurance See, on both. debt is. And, it doesn't and, matter. Put call. Hey, hey, it is because it's impossible no, to buy a call and a put. Dude. No, put call parity. Put but, call parity but, but is a call on Bitcoin and a put on the dollar. It, no, you're not. It's no? put call parity. Don't overthink it. But let's get what Bitcoin is. It's an insurance policy on the fiat system. And when I tell you that the fiat system is 100% certain to debase, I've never seen a simpler trade in my whole life. You are 100% certain that fiat's going to debase. Now, does that mean Bitcoin is the winner? No, but Bitcoin is the fastest horse in the race. So I'm going to bet on the fastest horse in the race. So what's your strategy? What's your percentage allocation? My percentage, my strategy is much like Gary's. My percentage is 40% of my net worth is in Bitcoin. And, and you, I don't need to be 100%. And you know what BlackRock says? 84.9%. BlackRock says he's grossly under. I don't care. BlackRock no, just no, got into no, the game, but that's no, cool. I hear that you. scare you that a company like BlackRock can enter no, with trillions no, this, of dollars no, and control the Why would, why would it scare is, me? That's mathematics. Math, that's mathematics. You know what? Actually, that, that you asked that, like, I don't think people understand. This is math for them. They're looking at this going, hey, look, most people take a 60-40 split, right? 60% equities, 40% bonds, right? Well, they take that in. That has lasted for what? 300 years. No, because equities haven't been around for that long. Well, but at the well, end of the day, let's the call whole, it 100 years. A long, okay? 100 long years. time, yeah. okay? This, like my mom would go to Fidelity, and, okay? You're getting 60% equities. You're getting 40% bonds. BlackRock basically said, hey, if we replace the bond piece, pull that out of there, and we push it up with equities, bonds, and BTC, yep. what should the allocation be to emulate that 60-40 that's worked for everyone for 100 years? Yep. Dude, it's 86%. It's just math. So let's be clear. So I go back to his point, yep. though, about the debasing, because we use these words. Most people don't understand what Correct. these words are. What he's saying is that, hey, look, I know the U.S. dollar's capacity to buy things. Okay. How much fuel can I put in my wallet to take me on a journey? Yeah. My journey is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. The Attaboy. dollars are not spending, going as many miles per gallon. I am certain that my freaking coins are going to stay at 28 grand. That's all I got to know, dude. My 28 grand in the Bitcoin is going to still buy like, yeah, $28,000 worth of fuel. Today. Whereas the dollar yeah. is just getting crushed. Yeah. People don't understand what So Bitcoin is energy. Your house has not made any value. None. What has happened is the unit of account, which measures the value of your house, has gone down. So it takes more units of account called dollars to buy the same house. The value of shelter and home and happiness hasn't changed. It's just the unit of account has gotten less valuable. So it appears that your house has gone up in value. Right. Bitcoin, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Let's talk about what Gary said about Putin. The US 
has the ability to print dollars. Oil is priced in U.S. dollars. That's the that's the petrodollar system. Right. For now. What does it mean? Okay. For now. For long. What does it mean? It means the U.S. can print energy. That is remarkable in as an engineer because energy, the law of conservation of energy doesn't allow energy to be formed. Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. But if you have a money printer that appears to print oil, don't you think the guy that has all the oil, Vlad Putin, is a little disappointed? And he's like, I don't want to take US dollars as payment for my oil. What should I take? Bitcoin. And when oil... Well, I think he'd be okay taking the US dollar, but he's probably a little freaking irritated by getting interrupted stop this is the second okay. time he, credit card transaction well, the, the bricks Wire transfer. okay 100 percent even the bricks he is it's storing just... his money in u.s treasuries that all of a sudden get frozen yeah again difference between a global reserve currency and a global reserve asset bitcoin will replace u.s treasuries as the global reserve asset right this is the key and when that happens, it's easy to do sensitivity analysis as to how much of global assets Bitcoin will capture. And that's where you do the $2 million per Bitcoin in today's, in today's dollars or higher. You got to play the probability. So say we get regulation today. BlackRock goes in to Bitcoin. What yeah. do you think happens to the price over the course of the next, the next couple of weeks? I'm not going to say that. It'll go up. But I'm not going to tell you where it's million? going to. No, of course not. Gary, what do you think? It won't go, I know how much is going to flow in. I will pick time because I don't really care if people tease (laughs) me later. My general thesis is that 3% of the population and probably more than that percentage for the overbank. Nobody ever pitches the overbank. Okay. The real money comes in. Look, Bitcoin's going to be really great if adoption really, really occurs. Right. I just happen to believe, unlike most Bitcoiners, the adoption will happen between businesses first, and then the consumer will really get on board. But if we got corporations like my companies, sailors' companies, starting to use Bitcoin as a treasury, like once the companies start understanding how to do use these tools, the fees that they can bypass outside the old system are unbelievable. And the time delay of actually accessing those funds is significant. But until people start using it and understanding how that happens, let's say 3 to 5% of the, the 8 billion people we're going to have buy $50,000 worth of Bitcoin. Like, there's the math, dude. I well, mean, I do that's it. an I easy, do it, yeah. easy solution. I'm, that assumes the U.S. dollar just stays flat. There's no political, geopolitical problems. You know, there's no issues. We have more issues on this planet. We're, we should all be getting our knees saying grace that Bitcoin came at this time because it could actually help with the soft 100%. landing. Otherwise, we are moving into a global geopolitical conflict because the guys running this Ponzi scheme, they don't have any other way to generate income. Have a war, man. Have a big fucking war. Have as big of a war as we can. Let's right. build a bunch of machines. And like, I'm done. I don't want to live I don't want a like war. That. I don't no want my does. kids to yeah, live that yeah, way. Yeah. Let's get the yeah. government to put everything on a blockchain, okay? Oh, that's a good one. The next guy that runs for office should say, I'm running on the block. Every one of you guys. I worked in Miami. People are all about it. Uh, Last question, guys. Yes, sir. 
who's innovating right now in the space? What companies, what people, who are you following? What's exciting you in the Bitcoin ecosystem right now? Well, I'm a partner in a fund called the Bitcoin Opportunities Fund. Um, my partners include uh, a 30-year hedge fund veteran. His name is James Lavish. Uh, two Harvard MBAs that currently run a hard money fund called uh, Equity Management Associates. So that's Larry Lepard and David Foley out of Boston. Uh, they've been sound money advocates. Uh, we see a lot of unbelievably exciting Bitcoin projects built on the Bitcoin blockchain because ultimately I think, send your hate mail to Gary, but ultimately I think Ethereum is a test chain for Bitcoin and any projects that's a, that actually is successful on Ethereum will move to the most secure blockchain. Mm. Ethereum is proof of stake. That's fiat, okay? Let's be clear. Fiat is proof of stake. Bitcoin is proof of work. So lots of exciting projects to name a few. Fetty Mint run by my friend uh, Obi Noso, UK-based Ugandan, uh, sorry, Nicaraguan, uh, not Nicaraguan, Nigerian, but one uh, building a, a protocol called Fetty Mint. You're seeing exciting things happening in the mining space that's going to uh, clean the environment. You know, Bitcoin mining using methane that's being shot out of garbage dumps. You're cleaning the environment by mining using methane that's created using garbage and otherwise would be vented into the atmosphere. Methane is something like 50 times more damaging to the atmosphere than carbon dioxide yeah, is. Methane's terrible, that's very interesting. Okay, so mine Bitcoin using methane produced at garbage dumps. Mm. I don't know, that sounds pretty cool to me. Very cool. And it cleans the environment. Okay, I'm a simple guy. Gary said you got 3 billion people that are going to use Bitcoin. I'm even more simple than that. Right now, the total global financial assets in the world is $900 trillion. That includes $400 trillion of debt, $300 trillion of global real estate, equities, gold, fine art, etc., for a total of $900 trillion. Let's do some real fun math that even you guys in grade 11 should be able to understand. Even you skimboard surfer dudes, you got to understand this is simple math. If Bitcoin gets 5% of the total addressable market in today's dollars of global financial assets, what is 9% surfer dude? What is 9%, excuse me, 5% of 900 trillion? Don't use your calculator. You have to do I this on the flight. Type in 900 4. trillion. What, 4.5 what? Four and a half trillion dollars. No, you're both wrong. It's 45 trillion. 45 trillion. What is 45 trillion divided by 21 million? Come on, in your head. 2.5 Bingo. Wow. That is good, surfer dude, yeah. because that's how you get a price target of Bitcoin if it hits a 5% market penetration of global financial assets. Luke, 5%. Can, can I launch onto that? Yeah, one second. I want to congratulate my newfound friend, Greg. I'm not going to say his last name to dox him, who's a surfer guy. And most surfers care more about, you know, surfing than they do mathematics. But he was able to do that in his head. And I love surfing and I'm a surfer as well. Understand that Mathematics is the base layer of language. Everything works on math. And if you don't understand that Bitcoin is math and code, I'm not going to be able to help you. Bitcoin is the most beautiful financial technology and technological innovation that I have ever seen in 35 years of managing risk. If you miss this trade, there's not another one coming around like this. Don't own 0% Bitcoin. If you do, you're a fool and I can't help you. Darwin will take care of fools like you. That's how things work. Well said. That was awesome. He's also a hell of a ping pong player, but the math in your head. That was, that was impressive, my friend. He's got the calculator pulled up somewhere.
No. <laughs> Gary, go. Gary, what's your response? Well, you uh, wanted to build you wanted innovation. to build you wanted to build on the math side of it. Well, your your question, well, one of the things I like is that I don't have a deep mathematical background. What I love about this industry is he looks at the opportunity and the problem through a specific lens that I do understand. I may not approach it naturally from that. I look at it from a different lens. These Love are it. all real use case why someone would invest in this space. I'm with you. Being on zero, I would say it differently. If you don't spend 25 hours on studying this space, you are submitting and you are betting passively that the old world is serving you well and it will continue serving others well. That's the way I look. Really, is it really working well? I don't think it's working very well, okay? Um, I think there's a lot of problems. There's massive plumbing problems. The other question you asked him, hey, who's working on some really cool projects? Like, I think some of the stuff I'm involved in and in building companies in this space, people go, hey, what's the project? Well, they're thinking it's a token. Yeah. Look, you know, I've been around before you guys have been around, okay? Projects were called investment strategies for building businesses. I'm building a $2 billion business. For sure, this business will be worth $2 billion by 2028. And it doesn't matter if Bitcoin is worth $12, 12000 28 or 280000 I like that, okay? So I took Bitcoin, took a huge tax loss, moved it into this business, reloaded all my Bitcoin at another lower number. Uh, so I'm still in the game, but I've diversified my commodity risk on Bitcoin underlying whole thesis, right? The religious moment. Yes. I think it's very almost a religious event because it solves problems that other products don't solve. I'm allowed to learn a tremendous amount and provide the regulatory compliance security needs that everyone needs anyway. This is why we're in trouble. This is why you have a regulator coming in. But it, it, like, look at the tea leaves. Congress last night passed the first digital asset bill, 35 to 15, okay? You got Larry Fink moving into this space going, this is a real deal. Listen to their words. Yes, they are using specific words like sustainable, asset class. Dude, when McKinsey says this is an asset class, it is game over for any pension company. Ask him. He's worked with pension company. Ask Mark Yuska. Dude, the pensions will have to allocate a piece to that asset class. Right. That's how you hit so, 5 So before, quicker. this was a little game. Yeah. Now they're going, no, no, no. It's an asset class. Yes, sir. They're not saying it's an asset. They're saying it's an asset class. They have basically given the blue chip. Snap of approval. Gensler. Hey, some of these tokens have a sustainable, valuable purpose for the future. And now Larry Fink's going even further sounding more like the maximalist, which is, hey, there's a lot of problems with currencies. Yes, sir. And That's it math. could be, it, this could be the, the apex predator that helps the right. world. So, like, I don't know how much more you need. Don't blame me in three years if you go, dude, I just didn't understand. And I was lazy and I didn't study. It's 25 hours of YouTube. Go read the white paper. Uh -huh. Okay. Like, it, if you don't understand it then, then invest in real estate. I add one thing, Jay? Or cars. Or yeah, sure. And I, I agree with you. I think regulation is one of the most exciting things happening. It's awesome, dude. And you're selling the compliance tools that people are going to need to be in, in compliance and regulation. Yeah. Very cool. I'll yes, just say, please. look, um, I've spent thousands of hours on Bitcoin. And I still don't know all there is to know about Bitcoin. Right. I actually 
cannot believe the beauty of this technology and whoever Satoshi Nakamoto was, if it was one person or 10 people, they are just like the people that wrote the Declaration of Independence, okay? They were futurists, unbelievably smart thinkers. I'm a fan of the USA, even though I came, I come from Canada. Canada will fail 10 years before the USA fails, okay? And I don't want that to happen. I need to be clear. Of course. But we have a prime minister who says things like budgets will balance themselves. Gary, if you were the CEO of a publicly traded company and you went out to your stakeholders and said, don't worry, my budget will balance itself. Do you think your stakeholders would, would not want you fired on the spot? Of course they would. Don't say things like budgets will balance themselves, Mr. Trudeau. That is irresponsible. You are betting with the future of our children. You're pulling forward gains for your own political gain at the expense of my children in the future. That is not right. Bitcoin is the solution to mathematically illiterate politicians. And that's why Bitcoin is beautiful because most politicians are in their chairs for four years and they want to get another extension of their term. And that doesn't happen by saying, I'm going to cut the budget and squeeze the debt. Guess what happens then? They don't get reelected. The incentive system is broken. Bitcoin fixes this. It's that simple. Well said. I agree with you on all counts. Guys, this is awesome. Okay. I appreciate you both coming in, jamming on Bitcoin. God bless the USA, even though I'm from Canada. Understand, there is one country in the world. You guys are North American, though. You can't move your whole country. We live in in your attic, okay? So Canada... Stuck with us. Uncle Greg lives in the attic of the USA, because that's what Canada is, right? We're the attic of the USA, and I'm making a lot of noise because I don't want your country to fail. Because if it does, the attic burns down too. That's right. Okay? Let's be simple, guys. USA and freedom are beautiful. Bitcoin's freedom. I love that. God bless freedom. God bless America. For sure. And last question before I let you guys Uh-oh. leave, because you've inspired me to go buy a Bitcoin. I yes, lost sir. all of it in the Voyager collapse. I don't want to hear that. It's horrible. It's I agree. Horrible. Got a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. Say I want to go buy a Bitcoin. Yes, sir. Where do you recommend that I go do that? How do I store it? Cold storage. Figure it out yourself. That's part of the journey. Um, but again, understand firstly what your target allocation is and be disciplined and buy it over time regardless if the price has gone up or the price has gone down. Get to your target weighting. So here's the cool thing. Gary mentioned that if you had been disciplined dollar cost averaging over the last five years, your average cost of Bitcoin right now would be 28,000 bucks. Isn't that crazy? Even if you bought at 70,000 because you had the discipline to buy at 70 and you had the discipline to buy at 15,000. I'm going to have a little different answer for you. Okay. Hit me. I would not even think about cold storage mm. for your first purchases. I think you made a mistake buying on Voyager. Okay. There's going to be some tuition cost to this. I think we've personally got most of this out of the way. Coinbase has SEC approval. They're going to win this case. It's hard for me to imagine that anyone would want that to collapse. Okay, it would not be good for anyone. I I don't, it isn't going to hurt me. I like the lobby work they're doing. I like the regulatory work they're doing. And furthermore, and I'll piss off more people in the Bitcoin community by this next comment than anything else. I'll bet a hundred Bitcoin that the vast majority of big players like him, me and banks and corporations. I mean, I'm probably not a big player, but I, I probably have more Bitcoin than most people. Bigger than most. I will not just be a self-custody guy. 
That's no fair. chance, dude. It is ir- it is irresponsible. Imagine risk. losing your USB stick. Well, there's so many uh, risks associated you, with it. Yeah, it, it, like it's too much. Let's be careful. It, Seed phrases and everything. But Gary, you're totally right. Let's not argue about. Oh, let's <laughs> like, like, please it, do me a favor. And by the way, this tool, the, the self custody tool, we're six years away, three years away from this being a tool that people can actually use. We got to slow down. The Bitcoin community have never built and reshaped and reformed whole industries. This is a big problem for them because they say a bunch of shit that just doesn't even make any sense. It's like you're not going to decentralize the whole planet. There is value for centralization. Otherwise, we shouldn't have come together and met in this central location Uh for us to, you know, we could have just decentralized it on our iPhones. It's not as good, though. Let's agree to disagree. Just get off zero. Get off zero. Buy it, buy it however you find. I was a co-founder of a Bitcoin ETF that exists in Canada. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they are a good tool yeah. because there's a lot there of people. There ETFs that, in the world. We're late. Oh, yeah. BlackRock just filed for a Bitcoin ETF, yeah. right? And they've got like a 98% acceptance rate on their ETFs. Yeah, yeah. So, but and look, that is an on, nothing more than an on-ramp to eventual self-custody of your keys, in my opinion, for the little guy. For the big guy, Yes, they're going to use other custodians and they're going to have not your keys, not your coins. That's fine. I can blame my custodian if something goes wrong. Okay? Don't overthink stuff, people. Get exposure to Bitcoin. I don't care how you get the exposure. Eventually, I think the best solution is cold storage. But you be you. Don't be Greg Foss. You be you. You be Gary. Just get some exposure. Because if you have zero exposure, you're not managing risk properly. End of story. I got to go. God bless America. Thank you from Canada. Greg Foss signing off. Thanks for joining me, guys. I'll link these guys in the in the description. Uh, Gary, your your company, Node Forty. Yep. And Greg Foss, anything you'd like me to share no. in the description? You've heard enough. You've heard enough from Greg Foss. You guys have been a blast. Understand this. Yeah. I'm doing this for the kids, not for Greg Foss. I'm not trying to be altruistic. I own Bitcoin for my children because the politicians don't seem to give a shit about my children. Very simple. Can, can I just add one? Oh, here we go. Wait, while, you bring, <laughs> while you're bringing up the kids, no, sorry, because it's. I think it's the, the maybe the most important value I can bring. Yes. I see a lot of people right now that are leaving high school. He's meeting with a young kid tonight. The family doesn't know what what to do with this brilliant young kid. I see people in stuck in middle management between the ages of 25 and 45. They're bored to death. They feel like they're trapped in a prison. They're working for their 401k. This industry offers an opportunity. Anyone in the world. Like I'm trying to hire 10 people right now. I do not want anyone with a college education. I do not want anyone that thinks they know anything about anything. I actually want a blank canvas who wants to be mentored just like Michelangelo was mentored by an artist that was of less capability than him, but he was mentored. He didn't get paid to sweep up the floor, right? He got to work with a master and now Michelangelo is quite the master. So there's an opportunity for an awful lot of people and it's happening on Wall Street. All you got to do Wow, why is that guy leaving a $7 million a year job to go into crypto, dude? Right. Okay, like he's the bond king. He's the pension guy. He's, and there is a mass exodus of people. And they're going into AI. AI, dude. This is a piece that also nobody talks about Bitcoin. Machines are going to trade money between each other. I'm going to hire an assistant that is a machine. And he, he is going to pay 
other machines to solve problems. So like, this is so exciting. It's unbelievable. I don't mean to piss off the woke crowd, but how do you know your machine is a he and not a she? You know what? I'm gonna, let's, let's stop the, Dude, I'm from, I, I got to leave. I'm going to just get into that, trouble. That's a good way to close I'm, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm from Louisiana. You're from Louisiana and I'm from old time Canada. Yeah. It's been very I want to thank you, Jay. <laughs> I just, I just want to thank you for having me on this podcast. You're doing God's work or you're doing great work because you're helping to educate the TikTok generation right. as to the necessity to own Bitcoin. I'll take Keep up the work. good work. Thank you for coming on the Keep show. Keep up the great work. All Sharing right? your wisdom. You were awesome. I learned a lot. And you motivated me to go buy a Bitcoin. So Attaboy. thank you both for coming on. Rock and roll. On again. Rock and roll. Rock and Thanks, roll. man.